0: This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerens comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church today. Praise God. This is a very, very exciting four-part series we're going to be doing, titled, Come to Me, All of You Who Are Weary and Carry Heavy Burdens and I will give you rest. Pastor Biv and I had a wonderful vacation. So glad to be back with you. Won't you please give the Lord a great big praise God, hand clap in the church, in overflow rooms. So glad that we are all together this morning for a great, great meeting in the presence of the Lord. Okay, open your Bibles please. To Matthew 11 and verse 28. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. All you are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. All right. How do we receive this rest? How do we walk in the rest of Jesus is talking about that prevents us from having to carry heavy burdens, be weighed down and weary. How do we do that? Okay, we're going to read from Acts chapter two to find out. Now, Acts chapter two is about the day of Pentecost. And the day of Pentecost is a day that God wrote the law of love, his law of love, on the hearts, in the hearts of his children, in the hearts of his people. The word Pentecost means, well, it's a Greek word. It means 50th, 50th. And that's what it means in English. Now, the day of Pentecost took place 50 days after Passover. So it says then in Acts chapter two, we'll read that now, that the, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, which means that the Holy Spirit waited for the 50th day and then he came down from heaven and entered down into the heights of the Christians, 120 believers, sitting in the upper room on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. And they all spoke in tongues and praised God. I'm going to talk about that in more depth in a moment. But he waited till the 50th day from what? Or the 50th day from when? From Passover. Passover took place in Israel, in Jerusalem. And then Jesus was crucified on Passover. And then the Holy Spirit came. All right. Now, the Holy Spirit came down to write the law of the New Testament, the new covenant, the law of God in the hearts of all the believers. He came to write the law of God the commandments, the Ten Commandments. Into the hearts of the believers. That's what he did when he came down on Pentecost. Well, he's done so much for us. That's just one of the many things that he came to do, right? We've just been through a great series on who is the Holy Spirit. All right, so let's go to Romans 5, verse 5 first. Um You don't have to turn there. I'm going to show it to you on the screens. Romans 5, verse 5, it says, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So the Holy Spirit has been poured out in our hearts. Okay? And he is the God of love, right? And so, therefore, love has been poured out into our hearts. Now, with that in mind, let's... Open our Bibles to Acts chapter 2. And I'm going to give you a little introduction here before we actually read it. The day before leaving Egypt, after 430 years of being slaves in Egypt, three million Israelites ate the Passover lamb, roasted with fire for the very first time in history. So they killed a lamb, they had to slaughter a perfect lamb without spot or blemish, no broken bones. They had to kill that lamb and roast it with fire. And the family had to eat it. Three million people had some lamb to eat. And then they left Egypt the very next day. Three million people. En route to Canaan the promised land of milk and honey. Now, 50 days later, after leaving Egypt and eating Passover, they stood at the foot of the Mount Sinai. And Moses was on top of the mountain on the 50th day after eating Passover. And he received the law of God God wrote the law, the Ten Commandments, on tablets of stone. He, he wrote with fire on the face of the mountain and cut that piece out. And Moses had two tablets of stone which they put in the Ark of the Covenant and it carried, they carried the Ten commandments, commandments with them in the Ark of the Covenant wherever they went on their journey. Now, Passover was a type, a shadow, an example of Jesus. How's that? Well, Jesus died on the cross and he was our Passover. See, the word Passover means that God's judgment passed over all humanity and landed on Jesus on the cross. A descent on Jesus on the cross. He was punished for our sins. And that's what happened to the Israelites in Egypt. God judged and passed over them and descended on the Lamb. The Lamb died instead of them for their sin. Christ died instead of us for our sin. And then Christ left His body on the cross, went down into the fires of hell for three days and nights, rose on the third day. He took our place in the fires of hell. That's why the lamb had to be roasted, roasted. Now then Jesus rose on the third day and ascended to heaven. We invite Jesus into our hearts to be our Lord and Savior, and forgive us for our sins. We'll ask him to do that. So he comes in, in the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why they had to eat the lamb. The lamb in their belly was a shadow, a type, an example of Jesus in us. Okay? So that's a shadow. Because they had the shadow experience of the real Jesus, God is able to deliver them from slavery, give them all the riches of the Egyptians, heal their bodies, and bring them into the inheritance of Canaan because of the shadow. Now you can imagine then how much more we have today since we have the real in our hearts, praise God. Now, Passover was celebrated every year from the time it was first experienced in Egypt, every year by the Israelites on the same day. They ate the Passover lamb. Until the very time that Jesus was crucified. And just so happened, he was crucified right on Passover. When all the other lambs were being brought into Jerusalem through the the sheep gate, Jesus was brought in from the Mount of Olives through the sheep gate into Jerusalem with the Passover lambs. Now, God knew the exact day that Jesus was going to die on that cross, the exact time in history, the exact day. And that's why he told the Israelites back in Egypt, you have to, you have to sacrifice this Passover lamb on this exact day every year starting now because why? That was the day Jesus was going to die on the cross. That's why. Jesus didn't die on Passover. The lambs died on the day Jesus was going to be crucified. You got it? Now then, Jesus is the substance that casts the shadow. So 50 days after Christ was crucified on Passover, the Holy Spirit descended into the upper room on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, and 120 believers in Jesus Christ were filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with other tongues, as the Holy Spirit made it possible for them to do so. Let's read that now finally, Acts chapter two, verse one in the Bible. New King James. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled, 120 of them, all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance, or he made it possible. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem at that time, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, 120 followers of Jesus, came down from the upper room after receiving the Holy Spirit down to the streets of the city. Now Jews had gathered from around the world, came from various nations all to Jerusalem at that time in remembrance, in remembrance of the giving of the law of Moses, in remembrance of Moses receiving the 10 commandments on that very day, the 50th day. And also in remembrance of the wheat harvest as they received the first fruits of the wheat harvest at that exact time as well. So they actually had two feasts together and the Israelites came from around the world to celebrate these two feasts. These were holy days, important days, very important. So that's why they were there. Now while they were gathered there, the children of Israel saw the 120 come down from the upper room. And um, they noticed that they were overcome by the presence of God. These Israelites noticed that the 120 Christians were speaking and worshiping God in other languages, other tongues, and that they were overcome By joy, they were laughing and besides themselves with the joy of the Lord. They were hardly able, in fact, to stand on their feet. Hardly able to stand on their feet. These 120 who just came out the upper room. Now, 3,000 people of the multitude that were in Jerusalem, 3,000 of them stopped, and gather around the 120 in amazement to watch, to watch them. How do I know there were 3,000? Well, that very chapter, Acts chapter two, verse 41, tells us so, verse 41. Now, these want 3,000 people, now think about this. 3,000 people came to the conclusion that the 120 people were drunk. Now, that must be convincing. You know, when 3,000 people can be convinced that the 120 people were drunk, then they must have looked drunk. Are you getting that? (laughs) Are you catching on? They must have looked drunk. All right, so let's continue reading then from verse 12, we're still in Acts chapter 2. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. They said they are drunk. Full of new wine, drunk. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwelt in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Give me a break. Now, this whole group are not going to be partying on at nine in the morning getting drunk. That's not going to happen. They're not drunk. Now, then he goes on to verse 16, he says, But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Joel the prophet said, It shall come to pass in the last days, Says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. So God says in verse 17 and verse 18, notice these words, pour out of my spirit, pour out my spirit, pour out like rain, like rain. So being filled with God's presence brings such joy to the believer, sometimes unbelievers may think that the believer is drunk. That's why the Bible seems to imply that being drunk with alcohol is Satan's cheap imitation of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Being drunk with alcohol is Satan's cheap imitation of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because being drunk with alcohol removes one's problems until they wake up in the morning and remember all their problems again. However, the Holy Spirit of God is a burden-removing, yoke-destroying, problem-removing, joy. (laughs) Praise God. Say that with me, please. The Holy Spirit of God, say it, please, is a burden-removing, yoke-destroying, problem removing joy. Praise God. All right, go to Romans 14 and verse 17. For the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Can we see that? Joy in the Holy Spirit, right in the New Testament. Again, all this is in the New Testament. Now, the next scripture refers to the time when the Jews returned home from Jerusalem after being captive in Babylon for 70 years. You can see that in Ezra chapter one. The Jews were slaves in Babylon for 70 years and were led free and came back to Jerusalem, just like they were slaves in Egypt, okay? They stopped serving God. They were conquered and taken as slaves to Babylon. Let's go to that scripture, Psalm 126. Psalm 126, verse 1. I'm reading this from the NIV translation. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, that's the Israelites, Zion, as we just learned, is Mount Zion in Jerusalem, small mount it's not a mountain, it's just a hill, in the city of Jerusalem. That word Zion represents the anointing of God. Throughout the Old Testament, when the Bible talks about Zion, it's implying the anointing, the presence of God. All right? So, when the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, or you might say to the anointing, it says, we were like men who dreamed, we were like men who dreamed. words, we were like men lost in the spirit. Like men lost in the spirit. Our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongues were songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. All right, so notice this. It says, our mouths were filled with laughter. Now, I don't know about you, but... Have you ever been eating with somebody and enjoying your food and you put too much in your mouth and they'll ask you a question? You can't talk, right? You gotta wait <laughs> till you finish. You gotta close your mouth, chew your food, wait till you finish. finished. Why? Because your food, your mouth is full of food. Now if one's mouth is full of laughter, that means there's no room for anything else. It's just laughter coming out. Laughter coming out. So it says, all of them, all of them, The mouths are full of laughter and our tongues are songs of joy. So, you see that? They had the joy and therefore they had laughter. Say so this laughter is a result of joy. Praise God. And joy comes from the presence of the Lord. It says, Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Now go to the next verse. Verse 3. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Wow. They were filled, not a, not a little dabble, do you? No. Filled with joy. Psalm 16, verse 11, please. For Psalm 16, verse 11, in your Bible, New King James, it says, in your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. So that in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Now, you know, folks, people that don't know Jesus don't have any joy, None at all, none at all. They have happiness, which is an emotion. And happiness is determined by circumstances. If things are favorable, they're happy. If they're not, they're not happy, they're sad. But a believer can have joy, which is a fruit of the born-again spirit. A believer can have joy all the time whether things are favorable or not favorable. We are happy because God is with us and we know God is in charge. He's got this. He's taking care of it. All is well. Now, Psalm 16, verse 11 says in the the NRV, you will fill me with joy in your presence. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Say that God will fill me with joy in his presence. All right, then go to Matthew 25 and verse 21. Now this is what the Lord's gonna say to you and me when we arrive in heaven and to all believers that have been serving him faithfully, all right? Matthew 25 verse 21, his Lord will say to him, well done, good and faithful servant, You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the presence of your Lord. Enter into the presence of your Lord, which is correct. It is God's presence. But he didn't say that. He said, enter into the joy of your Lord. Why is that? Well, because the presence of God is the joy of God. You can't have one without the other. You can't have the presence without the joy, like you can't have water without the wet. Now go to Psalm 32, verse 11. The word of God said, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Shout for joy. Now, family, When people get happy, they should shout and praise God. Shout for joy. Not quiet, keep it to yourself, make it a secret. No, he said shout for joy. Some folks get nervous in church. They think church has to be real quiet, and the only thing that must move in church is the ivy growing up the wall. No one's allowed to move. You know the story about the man I told you, the woman actually, went to visit one of these traditional churches and uh, on vacation. And um, the pastor said something that she liked and she said amen. And some people turned around and looked at her. And then a while later she said, he said something else that she liked and she said amen. And more people turned around and looked at her Then uh, little old waiter, she said, amen, when the pastor said something she liked. And then two deacons came, picked her up, carrying her out the back of the church. And as she was being carried out the back doors, she shouted back to everybody looking at her. She said, praise God, when Jesus went into Jerusalem, he had a donkey and I have got two. <laughs> Jesus only had one donkey, I got two. Now then. No, the Bible said, enter into joy with uh, with thanksgiving. shout for joy. Psalm 32 verse 11. Now then, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and root to Canaan, the land of milk and honey, they were all filled with joy. When they came out of Egypt, they were filled with joy. Just like when they came from Babylon, they were filled with joy. Have a look at Psalm 105, verse 43. God brought out his people from Egypt with rejoicing. His chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of nations, they fell heir to what others had toiled for. They had that they might keep his precepts and observe the laws, his laws, praise the Lord. So, yeah, verse 44 it says, He gave them lands of the nations, and they fell heir to what others had toiled for. What's that talking about? Well, They conquered the Israelites, the Israelites conquered the Canaanites, and they inherited built houses, built vineyards, and sheep and and, and cattle that were raised by others. They inherited all of that. So they became wealthy overnight. Plus, I saw a picture a while ago of grapes carried out of Israel. Uh, a man, two men on uh, carrying a stick, a pole, thick wooden pole, with a bunch of grapes hanging from their shoulders down to the ground. A big bunch of grapes, that, that big, all the way down to the ground. Amazing, the kind of things that Israelites inherited, all that happening right there, and they got it free of charge. Now the New King James translation Psalm 105:44 says, "They inherited the labor of the nations. They inherited the labor of the nations." Praise God. Now, having read that, should we not experience the joy of our salvation as well? God delivered us from Satan's kingdom. He brought us into his into his own kingdom. From Satan's kingdom to the kingdom of Christ. We have a land of milk and honey. We have inherited all that Jesus purchased for us as seen in the Bible. We have inherited all that Christ has purchased for us, the blessings of God, of our salvation, the Holy Spirit, financial needs taken care of, a healthy body, blessed families guidance, success in life, and eternity with God in heaven. All these things we have inherited, free of charge. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt and crossed the Red Sea, God drowned the Egyptian army. Miriam and all the Israelites danced with joy on the seashore of the Red Sea after they saw the Egyptian army drowned, their enemy destroyed. They danced for freedom. They danced in praise and thanking God for their freedom. Now, you and I have been delivered from Satan's kingdom, right? We've been taken from the devil's bondage as our Lord and God into Christ's kingdom, our new Lord and God. We have been given authority over Satan, our enemy. We've been given authority over demons, our enemy, by the name of Jesus. So, I believe that dancing and praising God with great joy and shouts of joy and laughter, holy laughter, today, today in our church, is a declaration to the angels of God, a declaration to Satan and demons, that God has delivered us from Satan's power, has set us totally free, and given us authority over our enemy, Satan and demons. Yes, child of God, we have a lot to be grateful for. If the children of Israel could sing and dance and praise God when they came out of Babylon, and when they came out of Egypt, then surely we can dance and praise God and have joy in our churches because we've come out of Satan's kingdom. All that's types and shadows of the reality that we have today. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Every head bowed. Every head bowed. While the keyboard is playing softly in the background. Very soft. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Say this with me. Say, dear Father in heaven, I receive the Holy Spirit to fall on me now. Again, I receive the Holy Spirit to fall on me now. Pour Him out on us like the rain. You promised in the last days, you will pour out your Spirit Upon all flesh, I receive the Holy Spirit, the anointing, to fall on me right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I receive you. Fill me to overflowing. I receive you filling me to overflowing. I receive your presence. I receive your joy. I lift your hands and thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I receive your joy to fill me and touch me now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, precious Spirit of God. There it is. There he is. He's falling in the house right now. All over. All over the presence of God. Keep your eyes closed now. Stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit now. It's filling you. There it is. That joy is bubbling up in your heart. Just let it go. Let that joy come out your mouth. Let the laughter bubble up out of your mouth. There it is right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching your people, your presence. Oh, the presence of God is getting stronger in the house right now. I feel it. I sense it. There it is, another wave of God's presence coming through the building. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. That's right, let that joy flow out of you. There it is, there it is, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And somebody said, Apostle Theo, how do I receive this one? How do I laugh? Well, this is how you laugh. I learned this from the comics that I used to read. It's very simple. Say this, he, he, he. Ho, ho, ho. Try that again. It's very simple. That's how you laugh. Again, say he, he, he. Ho, ho, ho. See, it's not hard. That's how you laugh. There you go. That's it, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Let the joy overflow. flow, let the joy roll out of you. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you Jesus, praise you Lord, worship. Praise you God, keep your head bowed, your eyes closed. Look around, just stay, just tune in, tune into the Holy Spirit. Let the joy rise up. Here it is. Praise God. dot com.